uh, how has quarantine been on you? Man, quarantine has been has been interesting. You know, obviously, I was very fortunate because here in Finland, it didn't affect as much compared to, let's say, United States or other places like Brazil and so forth. You know, we did were we were quarantined at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, people were not going out. Uh, schools were out. The homeschooling they started implement homeschooling, uh, working from home and all that. But, uh, you know, people, uh, we, we, it's not like uh, we had specific times to go out. We could go out anytime we want. But um, the, the majority of people stayed inside. That kind of helped a lot to contain spreading the whole thing. And now we're back to normal. But uh, there's like a big rumors that the second wave is coming, you know. So now everybody's getting uh, ready for that. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Canada, so we still have, like, it's weird. We're on, like, the, so the Atlantic part of Canada has, like, bu- they created a bubble, so you can't leave. And uh, if you leave, it takes, like, you have to quarantine for 14 days every time. So I think they, they say we're the safest place in North America to be, but it's crazy, man. Like, you can't leave the house without a mask, and it, it's just getting a bit ridiculous, if you ask me. Man, I can't imagine. This this thing has like really shooken up the whole world, man. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I remember when I was reading the news. First of all, I, I saw it on the, the about this COVID on a news on Snapchat. And I was like, this is not credible. I don't I don't believe it, you know? And then boom, it's like for real. And they was spreading and then it spread it here. And I was like, shit, okay. And then um it just got bizarre, man, because you'd be walking in the street, everything was empty. You go to the mall, everything was empty and closed. You know, I thought, like, I would never, because I've only seen those kind of type of things in movies, you yeah. know. And, and then I thought, like, I'm never going to live to see one of these, like, thank God. But then this thing happened. It's, it's just, like, crazy. And they're telling me, for example, in Latin America, like, in my home country, Bolivia, um, even though that like they have a lot of a uh, high rate of people being infected and all that, they're just not following the rules, and it's a shame, you know. People are just going out like as normal. I see a couple of my friends still partying, you know, and and I said, dudes, like take take care of yourselves. Like, nah, it's all good. So let's see. <laughs> yeah, my family's uh, my family's from Spain, and like that thing got crazy. Like they weren't allowed to leave the house. Like it was. It was next level over there, and I mean, even now, it's still uh, still pretty bad over there. I know, like, uh, my family's in Switzerland, and people, and you're not allowed, like, getting in. Like, they've closed the doors off to most countries in Europe. It's, man, it's, it's terrible. But, I mean, the only real positive, I guess, to the whole thing is, man, MMA is, like, booming right now. I love it. They're, putting, they're pumping out events every weekend. Uh, as an MMA fan, it's... It's amazing. What are your thoughts on, on the UFC just kind of doing what they're doing, being the first adopters and, and just going out there and making stuff happen? Man, like, well, first of all, like like any MMA fan, I'm a big fan of the UFC, right? Yeah. From a promotion's point of view, they have obviously the best fighters in the world competing there. Uh, great fighters. I've been a fan of the, of the UFC since since uh, Tough One, since like the Ultimate Fighter Season 1, man. It was, it's just crazy. Um... A little bit, in my opinion about Dana White, it's a little bit controversial, you know. Um, I give it up to him. He's a rough dude, like a great businessman and everything. But I don't know, like uh, I, I feel that the fighters could be taken care of uh, a lot better, could be paid a little bit more, you know, because now I, I get it. Like uh, 
it's a promotion company. So you got to get in the fans and the fans got to be entertained and stuff like that. I, I completely understand, you know, but this is opening uh, doors for MMA fighters to be noticed by what they can say as opposed to what they can do. You know, I feel that MMA fighters, especially MMA fighters, should be more appreciated for the skills and achievements. You know, so that that's like where I'm at. Like uh, then I see other promotion companies like Bellator or one one FC, like one champ, uh, one championship. Uh, that's a really uh, I'm a big fan of them as well. And the structure and everything what they have done is really interesting. And I heard the payout for well, the fighters are quite good. And also they do have some killers there man yeah absolutely so it would be, be quite interesting if they make uh like a cross cross promotion competition you know that, that i would like to see that that's a that's a perfect segue into kind of what you do and jock firm so i'd like to to kind of start talking about that how did you come up with the idea of creating a, a platform like that Yes, well, um, I have a background myself in martial arts. Uh, when I was a kid, I did Kung Fu. From Kung Fu, I made the transition to kickboxing. I did it for many, many years, almost 10 years, competed in and so forth. Um, when I was in Bolivia, I was uh, uh, that's where I started kickboxing. And I started competing. I uh, became a um, national champion. And... I thought that was it. I was quite popular because of that in my home country. You know, I was like, all right, that's good. Then I came to Finland and obviously the ego and I was like a little bit, um, how could I say, like, um, uh, I, I thought I was the best. Let's, let's put it at that. You know, yeah. I thought I was like a badass and everything. Then I came here and then I got like the, the first class. I was like, so yeah, let's, let's do this. Like boom, 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 boom. And then they kicked my ass and everything. So um, they put me, literally, they put me back to basic course. Uh, that kind of like taught me a lesson in terms of ego uh, to be calmed down. And then I learned everything what I know I, I knew today. Obviously, that what I have learned in Bolivia was a big, uh, com com it complemented each other, right? Mm -hmm. So I started competing here. And then I joined this gym, uh, Total Fitness Club from uh, this um, UK ex-world champion kickboxer. And everything was great. He taught me well. He taught me how to come down. He taught me the stamina and this and that. He put me out there in fights. And at the beginning, it was like good. And then at some point, I noticed the momentum started to get low. So this guy, I noticed he was more interested in chatting out with the girls from the gym, <laughs> you know. And that kind of that was frustrating, man. You know, because I I was I was new in Finland. Nobody knew me. Nobody was like checking out my thighs. And I was like, how could I promote myself? And I had no idea how to do that. And then I was like, maybe I should change gyms. And I had no idea how to look for a good gym that would like be good for my training and help me out with the career that I had in mind at that time. You know. And then I was like, at that time, I was like, man, it should be, it it would be good if there would be a Facebook for fighters. And that's where the whole idea started. But that idea was on pause for some time. And then uh, after be having more experience in martial arts and, and mingling with, uh, with other fighters, coaches, and promotion owners, I noticed that one of the key, um, the, the key aspects in the, in the fighting game is knowing how to promote yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and not only how to promote yourself, but do it effectively. 
not only to attract the fans or to grow your fan base, but like to attract sponsors, to attract competition, to attract the right management and all that. It was very crucial. And me as a fighter at that time, I was like, man, but this is time consuming because I just want to concentrate on training and competing. And a lot of people identify with me and that's what they do. They want to focus on training and competing. So I was like, okay, let me learn a little bit about more social media, how to market myself. And it was so tedious, man, because I would have to go to Facebook and then, then Instagram and, and uh, YouTube. And I was like, damn. And then I was like, okay, let me try to resemble a, a platform like LinkedIn. Yeah. And I started with that. And still, like, Jog Farm is it's, it's in its infancy. But it's growing day by day, and that well, that's how it all started, man. So that's what we do. Like, first of all, we wanna we want fighters to be able to create their own networks in the platform. At the same time, we want fighters to be noted by promotion companies, and also we want Jog Farm to help them how to promote themselves effectively on social media, and that's how it all started. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a brilliant idea because I spoke just a couple of weeks ago to, to the Koski brothers who, who I think that's how you pronounce their last name, but they won on the, on um, the, the contender series and they both got contracts into the UFC. And one of the things they said, they're like, we're six and zero. we couldn't find fights. And they're like, it wasn't until we found an agent that we were able to get an opportunity. And it's unlike any other sport because in, you think about hockey, you think about baseball, you think about all these other sports, there's a process, right? Like you, you make your way up through the minors. If you're good, you get noticed. In MMA, it's different because you can compete on the regional scenes for, for years. But if you don't, like you said, don't know how to promote yourself, you don't know how to get these opportunities, you don't know how to get sponsors, there really is no opportunity for you. Um, so I guess, what would your message be to, to, to fighters? I mean, how, how can they go out there and, and promote themselves in a way to get noticed by, by a UFC or a, a 1FC or a Bellator, one of these bigger organizations? Uh, what, n number one thing is like, well, well, it sounds redundant, but know how to do it effectively. Know how to promote yourself. Know how to be on social media. Just like by just by you posting a pic of yourself once in a while is not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing, be authentic. Be 100% yourself, you know, because that's going to stand out. Even though if you're an introvert, let, let that stand out, you know. Be an introvert, but be a very good fighter. Know how to promote that introvertness from yourself. People say, okay, shy guys are not very popular. That's not true, man. You get a lot of shy guys that are very charismatic and they come off across the, the material they post on their social media. Right. And, and then like, if you want to like, uh, cause I, I have talked to many fighters and they say like, I want to have a sponsorship deal, but I want, I want Nike immediately. And like, well, also it doesn't go, it doesn't work like that. It's a process. Let Nike show that you're a fan of them. You know, let Nike see that you're wearing their product and all that. So that's, that will be the number of advice number one advice says will be like know how to promote yourself do it effectively be authentic and um uh, believe in the process of getting sponsorship if that would if that would be your goal i kind of want to get an idea of of the the platform so so there's three uh, like you can be a fighter uh sponsor and an agent is that correct like there and that's how they connect or or how does the whole website work and, and how does the networking uh work for the fighter well, at this moment, is mainly, uh, ideally, would be only for fighters, uh, amateur, pro uh, professionals, beginners, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All kinds of fighters in the MMA world. 
coaches uh, obviously join the majority the the majority of coaches that are active today they're fighters they're still fighters themselves so they join as well but in the back end we have uh, a talent management agency keeping eyes on everybody who joins keeping eye on that talent and if that talent is interesting enough they will contact them directly you know so those are our partners uh, it's called um, our partners are dodge sports based Matt, on Matt dodge yeah dodge sports like great yeah great great company man to work with the ceo is a great guy man like a very nice guy matthew dodge shout outs to him mm -hmm. and also my guy joey man he's like the the, the creative director they're doing a fantastic job. They treat their, their 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 fighters like family. So anyway, like they keep an eye on the platform. For, they search for new talent. At the same time, they give us fighters from the roster for us to help them promote themselves. So job form would be that bridge between that fighter, between the fighter and the promotion company or the talent management agency. But recently, uh, for example, here in Europe, in Belgium to be specific, uh, there's this fight promotion company that is using Jog Farm to um, to find talent for them, uh, to invite them in various competitions. Uh, there's one competition happening in South America, in Ecuador. They told us to told me to find specific fighters with a specific uh, weight class, and I use their platform to do that. You know, so little by little, it's growing. And uh, yesterday, I got the green light uh, that we're going to be featured in the Middle East. So we're talking about Dubai, Abu Dhabi. So hopefully, we get some good talent from there as well. That's awesome, man. It's, it's great to hear that, that, uh, that things are coming together for you. What, what sorts of difficulties do you have being in Europe? I mean, when, when you think about like uh, the UFC and MMA, I guess, in general, especially from over here in North America, I can just imagine the difficulties you have in, in, in Finland, especially. Well, the, yes, definitely. There are a lot of, there, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I face is uh, not, not knowing very well the local language. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still like a, a very beginner's man in, in that. I can, I can have a conversation and finish with a three-year-old. That's, that's the, the extent <laughs> of my knowledge, man. You know? Uh, so, but regardless, that, that, uh, that has... Um, slow me down in terms of promoting jog farm within finland for finnish fighters you know and they're a little bit quite conservative they want to be known but here in finland uh a lot of them when you tell them okay you can be featured in the united states and they're like well i am in finland I'm, I'm good here you know so that's a little bit of a challenge because we have gained more popularity in the states us being located in finland also in canada and I was being located in Finland as opposed to being popular in the country where we're located. There are very, very few fighters, only like one or two in Jog Farm that are from Finland, uh, including in, my, in the gym that I train at. I have invited fighters to join, but they don't have that mentality yet to promote themselves and stuff like that. Not only because, not, 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 not because they don't want to, it's just, um, it's just a different mentality, different culture that they have. You know, uh, Americans, they love to promote themselves, man. I, I agree with that. They, they love to show off what they got and good, or, good and bad. Finnish people are more conservative in that way. They're more quiet. They hear, for example, the scenery. If you see a celebrity, it's not like, oh, my God, let's take pictures. Let's ask for an autograph and stuff like that. So there's, there's more like, okay, there's that guy. All right, cool. Like that. For example, there's this famous um, Formula One driver, Kimi Raikkonen. 
Kimmy Raikkonen. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I remember a couple of years back, I saw the guy. Uh, um, I was playing pool, and I saw the guy playing pool just like a couple of meters uh, away from me. And I was like to my friend, "Is that the F1 driver?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's him!" And everything. And, he, and my friends were like, "Calm down, man. It's not like that." And then I even went to the guy, "Dude, could I have an autograph?" And he laughed like, "Sure." And then, but he was extremely humble, and that was the first experience I had with a cele celebrity like that. Because usually, the the the, uh, the known public figures that I have met, they're either in a rush, or they don't want to talk to you, or it's very very um, limited the, the interaction that you have with them. But with this guy, he was like there talking to me like a normal guy. And then I noticed also that everybody was normal with him. And then I got to meet other local celebrities from Finland, and it happened the same way, you know, like a normal guy. Uh, there's another guy that I met called Axel Smith. Uh, he was a VJ for MTV Finland. And I was like in the metro, and I saw the guy, and also like, oh my God, is that Axel Smith, and blah, blah. And my friend, let's go talk to him. I'm like, no, you cannot talk to him. Come on, let's go talk to him. And we went and talked to him, and he was also the nicest guy. And he invited us for some coffee right there and then. <laughs> so that was quite nice, you know. But, yes, you do get those challenges. Uh, but the traction is building little by little. And once we get that credibility from, from, um, from the Finnish fighters, it will start growing locally. But definitely, I don't want to be attracting only Finnish fighters when it comes to Scandinavia. I would like to attract, like, uh, Swedish talent, Norwegian talent, which they have really, really good talent over there, man. especially in Sweden, especially in Norway, and started from a young age. And I would like uh, Jokran to be a part of their journey into success. I, I love that idea because, like, when you think of, like, uh, organizations like Cage Warriors or LFA, they tend to just be strictly talent from one area. So I like the thought of, you know, Finnish fighters being able to compete in the U.S. or in Canada or whatever. So it's right. – I, I like that because it's – I find with like organizations, I'm in Canada, so organizations like TKO or FLA, these organizations tend to just be strictly Canadian talent. And I think it would be really nice for the, the Canadian market or the Finnish market to kind of see a little bit of other talent as well because the styles are different, right? Like if you have a Brazilian competing in Finland, there's jiu-jitsu that you haven't seen there, right? So I think it's really nice to see that, uh, that blend. And I love that. I love the, the ability to bring that all together. Yeah, definitely, man. And like I said, you do have some really good talented fighters. Yeah. You know, here, you know, the the the, the local talent is quite big and it's but it's very uh, it's it's very new. Uh, they have their own promotion company in Finland called Cage Finland. They do events from time to time, probably like two or three times a year, and then you could get to see the the not only the local talent but the European talent in general. But you get a lot of uh, Finnish fighters they are very dedicated to the sport, very dedicated to their training, and they're very dedicated to the fighting game, you know. And I would love the world to have an eye on on them, for sure. I uh, It's funny, because when you think of Finnish, Finnish fighters, there's only one fighter that I can even think of on the top of my head, right? Makwan Amirkani. I can't really think of anybody else. So if, is there any talent that you can think of right there off the top of your head that you're like someone, you got to watch this guy. He's from Finland. You may not have heard of him, but man, he's, he's really, really, really talented. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's Anton Kuivanen, 
Uh, he was uh, in, 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 in the UFC. Unfortunately, he didn't, did, he didn't do quite good, so his contract was not extended. But definitely, he, he is a fighter to watch. And then there's this heavyweight guy, Glenn Sparv. Mm. Not only he's a beast, he's huge, and he's the nicest guy. He's just like a goofy dude. You know, and uh, I, I thought he was going to have a little bit of an ego when I first started talking to him. No, man, he was just, like, super nice. Um, he is now training in Tiger Muay Thai outside of Thailand, yeah. you know. Um, he doesn't live in Finland. He lives in Australia, and he moves from Australia to Thailand all the time. You know, now he's in Finland because he came to visit his family, and because of the COVID, he cannot go out, you know. But it was good because I got the opportunity to get to to get to meet him. So he's a heavyweight. Um, he is talking, uh, he told me that he's talking to the UFC to possibly participate in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, the new season, if they feature the heavyweights. So if that happens, that will be a great, um, a great lens for the world to notice him, you know. Definitely keep an eye on that guy, Glenn Sparv. Great guy, ferocious fighter. And the nicest guy you ever meet, man. And, and just a goofball. You have a good fine talking, a good uh, good time talking to that guy. I love it, um, man. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all I have, man. I uh, I really appreciate uh, talking to you. I, I really, I uh, I like Jock Farm. I like the message. I like everything it stands for. I, I really like the idea. I hadn't even thought about it until I saw it. I was like, man, that's that's actually brilliant. Being able to connect people because. When you think of guys like, for example, Mike Perry or Conor McGregor, really the only way for fighters to get noticed is to do something stupid. <laughs> like, it really just seems like negative attention is good attention. It's like that's how you get noticed by the UFC is being like Mickey Gall and just calling out CM Punk or something crazy like that. But there really is no direct way to make it to the UFC or Bellator and I like this, being able to connect with an agency or connect with sponsors. And it's really just one platform that can do that. So I really like that. So it was, it was great talking to you, man. And I love the idea. Thank you for having me, man. It was a pleasure. Anytime you want to do this again, just let me know. All right. We'll do. Also, thank you for, uh, for getting up bright and early. It's like five o'clock in Finland. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you getting up early for, to do this. No problems, man. Anytime. My pleasure, buddy. All right, man. All the best and stay safe. All right. You too. Take care, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye.